Hey, are you ready? Welcome to the St. Michael Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the St. Michael Podcast, one man's attempt at business, family, and comedy. I am your host, Michael Agbajan, and yeah, welcome to the 27th episode, 2-7, big 2-7, super happy as I'm always. Thank you for joining me, all my new listeners, thank you for joining me, all my old listeners, sorry for leaving, bye-bye, I'm so glad we're here together, you know, we do this every week. And uh, right before I started recording this, I got a major call. I got a call from who? Wingstop Corporate. Wingstop says, hey, we need y'all. So we starting out with Wingstop this upcoming Monday. And by we, I'm talking about the water boys. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Put some, put, put some respect on my name right now. Put some respect on my name. She was like, hey, we need y'all. Lock us in. How can we partner? When can we start? I said this money, let's go. And that's next next sound I heard was you know what that is? That's that money counter. And uh yeah, this is good. This is great news. You know, we first took care of um the HR manager and then she, you know, let everyone know. She's like, hey, we need these guys at our new corporate offices. And I bet a lot of y'all didn't even know that Wingstop started in Dallas, Texas. Wingstop started in Garland, and now they have over fourteen thousand locations. And they said, "Hey, we need y'all to make our uh, make our employees happy." And I said, "More than welcome. <laughs> Let's go." You know, I had um earlier this week too. I had to hire. Well, I haven't hired someone yet, but I haven't put the advertisement. But I did get a call. This guy called randomly, and he said, "Hey, I remember y'all put an ad out a long time ago on Indeed, and I want to see if y'all still hiring." I was like, "Yeah, we're still hiring." Um, he's like. Man, how much y'all pay? <laughs> That's the first question he asked. And immediately, I heard an L. I was like, all right, it's about to be a wasted conversation. But he's like, how much y'all pay? And I was like, all right, uh, we pay, you know, this amount, this amount. And he's like, all right, hey, I want that. I want that. Like, what could I do? I'll do whatever it takes, man. Because I was working at these other car washes, and they weren't taking care of me, man. They were like, I'm like, man, are y'all playing with my money? Y'all playing with my money? I was asking him, I was like, man, how I'm doing all this work. I asked him for a raise, didn't he? I was like, hey, come calm down. You know, let's first figure out where did you work before? And he said, I worked this place six months. I worked another place three months. I worked another place two months. I'm like, so you never wanted to stay at these places longer than years? Like, they just kept playing with my money. I was like, okay, if that was the case, why'd you start with them? Well, yeah, it's true. I should have probably asked more questions. I'm like, yeah, you gotta make sure you understand how you start with them first, because I mean it's not like it came as a surprise. You got to ask questions. He's like, yeah, that's true. You know, um, but I do have my college ID. And I was wondering that if I could use that. And I was like, use that for what? Like to, for the interview. I was like, well, we haven't set up an interview yet, but you don't have a license? He's like, um, I'm going to be honest. I ain't, got, I ain't got a license, man. And this guy sounds straight South Oak Cliff, right? So I'm hearing this and I ain't got a license, man. I was like, all right, well, it's okay, you know, we just, that's what's required because you got to move cars and have even your car, it's a liability. He's like, hey, let me be honest, man. Um, we from Congo. And, I, you know, uh, so, you know, like, I don't, I'm not like really a citizen, full citizen yet. I was like, whoa, I didn't know that. Okay. And, um, you know, um, I'm a refugee and we came 
I came when I was three years old and my, you know, my parents came and uh, we came from Congo, man. I was like, man, I'm Nigerian, you know? And he was like, what? Man, I didn't, I didn't know they had white people in Nigeria. I was like, nigga, I'm black. What are you talking about? I'm black. Talk about, I didn't know they had white people in Nigeria. Bro, I'm black. Oh, man, I definitely got to work for y'all now. I definitely got to work for you. What I got to do? Let's set up an interview. So I was like, well, send me your email. Send me all that. We'll talk. We say, yeah, but you know, uh, so I was like, are you legal? He's like, yeah, I'm legal. You know, um, uh, it's just that, you know, my, uh, I'm naturalized because my parents, when they got here, you kind of going through this whole breakdown. And I was like, well, um, I'll give you a call and we'll see. I haven't called him yet. I'm not sure. You know, when someone asks, when the first thing they ask for is how much you pay, and then you start following up with like, I got bills, I got to pay for this and I got to do that. Look, that ain't my business. <laughs> it ain't none of my business. You know, like I can pay you the way I pay you. But when you start telling me, you know, it got to be this way or that way and got to be like this. I already know you about to be a headache. That's like, that's even with customers. If a customer called and um, started off, you know, all loud. And I'm like, look, this is going to be a terrible experience. I ain't trying to even start like this. Is how you start. I ain't trying to finish with you. That's what I got to say. Um, same thing happened at the barber school. Cause you know, at first we did have someone uh, test positive, but they weren't with us for a week. So now it's been a full two weeks. So we had everything cleaned down, sanitized on interior, you know, um, and you know, we gave an update to the students and there's one particular student who was like, Hey, uh, why you send us uh, an update? Why can't y'all make up your mind? Look how smart that is. Smart mouth, you know, about, you know, like, do y'all really care about this? First off. That's what an update is. You can send as many updates as you like. That's what an update is. If you get a, when you say, why y'all sending updates? Because that's what an update is. We're updating you on the fact that things have changed and there's updates to what you knew before, you know? And when people with smart mouths like that, man, you just got to come back at them. Sometimes you, you got to be like, hey, like, I thought you had a college degree. You don't know what an update is? Oh, you know? Then it gets become a little um little issue. Um, but yeah, that um we're back open at the school, everything's all good. We're growing, I'm still super hype. Um, got a lot of energy coming from that whole wing stop deal. Let's go. It's gonna be a good year. And um, yeah, it's great. You know, there's this whole COVID nineteen, but you know, right now what's happening out there is that some of these Karen's and uh, some of these cans are being are, are being emboldened, you know. And I I can imagine trying to like being if my name was Karen at a time like now, you know what I mean? Or Ken? I don't even think it matters if it's Ken, but if my name was Karen, like that has to be hard right now because everyone I know everyone's hitting you up like, hey, you see what's going on in the news? Some Karens are probably taking it personally. Some Karens probably don't even care at all, you know. But you know, one of them. One um, particular Karen, like how emboldened she's getting, she um, she pulled a gun on this mother and like her in front of her daughters, you know, in a parking lot because of a little small misunderstanding, a little dis dispute, you know. And, you know, like she said, get back, get pointing a gun like right there, right? Like less than like two feet away, screaming. And it's like, man, if you're. If you're feeling threatened like that in a, in a non-threatening situation and you're pulling a gun, somebody you better be prepared to use it. But um, 
that particular Karen and her husband, Ken, um, uh, got charged with assault. That a hundred percent got charged with assault. And then another Karen and her husband, Ken, um, a woman. Um, so a black lives, a black lives matter activist got a permit to put black lives matter, a mural in front of the Trump tower. And then she came over there with her husband. Um, well, well, uh, the Karen came over there with her husband and he's filming everybody and she has her doing all the painting, all the domestic work or whatever of painting over the mural. And, um, they didn't know that there was a permit out for that. So they got charged too. They got charged with, uh, vandalism, uh, and, uh, graffiti and they got hit with a hate crime, you know? And, you know, that's what's happening out there. These, these Karens are being emboldened, but, uh, one of them had time. One woman who, who met one, uh, met her match had time. Uh, this was at a convenience store and I'm, I'm not sure y'all probably saw the video where she's like, call me nigger one more time. This is a, the black woman in kitchen line. Call me nigger one more time. Say nigger one more time. And then she, you know, the woman was like nigger. And she's like, hold on, hold on. Did you order two piece? Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Hit him. Bow, bow. Two piece spicy. You know, bow, bow. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, do you want uh, original or crispy? Bow, bow. Knocked that woman out. And she walked out and left. You know, I was like, see, you messing with, don't mess with the wrong one. Might get that two piece. Bow. Man, that's crazy. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about. All this stuff. You know, I was going to talk about some other things, but I've been distracted by the fact that Kanye, Kanye is running for president. And then he's running for president under the birthday party. <laughs> and he said, because when I win, you know, it's going to be like everyone, everyone's birthday. <laughs> That's like, that's crazy, but they could have called it other parties, you know, um, you know, like coming out party. That would have been interesting. Um, even, um, graduation party, I kind of would have went with like his albums, you know, like, Hey, this is a graduation party. I would, uh, um, I'm not sure if I would join that one. Um, pool party, pool party. I'm not sure if I'll join that one either. Uh, block party. If he called it, rather than calling it birthday party, if he had called it block party, I don't know. Y'all would have been like, Bly, you know, um, you know Kanye's running for president? And she would have been like, oh, I did, uh, he's running for president for real? I was like, yeah. Guess what? Under the block party. The the block party? I was like, yeah, he just wants us to join the block party. He's like, I I ain't gonna lie. I, I kinda, That's kind of clever. I ain't gonna lie. I like that. I like that block party. Mm, yeah, I like the block party. But yeah, um, toga party. Yeah, that would. Or after party. Housewarming party. Yeah, he could have chose a lot of ones. I wonder why he chose birthday party. And then he said he's going to do um, the Wakanda um, strategy. This guy. This guy. And he's. He, there's so many things about this late registration for him is a whole nother meaning because the fact that like he can't even qualify in six states so far and he hasn't filed necessary filings for him to even become president and, he, and he's about to drop an album so i feel like this is all like a ploy um just to get attention now you know people are having like little like um 
theories of thinking that he's just going to come out running independent um, because he wants to split the, you know, the, the black folks. So either Trump would win, you know, like I doubt he's going to win, but you know, it's interesting because if anybody could get young people to vote, it would be Kanye. It would be Kanye. But, you know, I wonder how many people out there cancel Kanye makes you think because, um, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting if he really is running, which people don't know if he's serious because he got Elon Musk. He said, I got Elon Musk said, I, you got my full support. You know, and then you got Kim Kardashian who might be in. Imagine Kim Kardashian or the Kardashians in the White House. That whole thing's gonna change. That whole this whole America is America's crazy. How do we look? I wonder how people outside of America look at America. They're like, what's going on over there? Like celebrities. Like you don't have to have any type of no type of expertise when it comes to. Uh, being president here, a lot of it is about are you popular? And if you could, if you're a pop, that's what it is. One big popular um, contest. Like if you're popular, people will get you. And that's kind of like what's happening with the whole uh, people coming in for uh, for president. If you, because I, The Rock said he wants to run for president. I could imagine him too, thinking, you know, all these people like me. I'm one of the highest paid movie stars out there. Hey, vote for me. You know, so. Um, yeah, it's interesting, you know, to, to see that. I know, um, my wife is getting home. I can actually hear, uh, coming through the garage coming in right now. Um, cause there is something I want to share even more of on more of a serious matter of what's happening. Um, America, that's why I say, well, how's everyone looking at America right now? Because America just left the WHO, which is the, um, uh, which is who, which is the world health organization. And a World Health Organization is the global organization of all like the countries, the top countries and uh, leading countries to come together to 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 face some of these global health issues. And and usually before you lead the World Health or Health World Health Organization, you're supposed to give them a year in advance notice to say, hey, um, we're about to leave. You give them a year in advance. We just left and. We left with like 200 million in debt with them. They, we owe them 200 million. So we just kind of like peaced out on them. And it's like super shameful because, you know, especially during this whole COVID-19 situation that's happening, um, we're leaving the World Health Organization and we're like their biggest contributor. We, we put like $427 million in their pocket um, every year, you know, and now that they're missing that, you know, that's going to be... Um, a whole nother, you know, situation, you know, cause they're the ones who are helping with the, uh, uh, antibiotics, making sure that those are resistant to us. Um, they're the ones who eradicated polio, you know, all through the world, you know, like it's just, it's just shocking to, to see that we're now leaving that organization high and dry, especially in the middle of this COVID-19. It kind of lets you know, uh, you're in this solo. I told you about that before when, Trump, Trump is going to leave this all to the states for y'all to figure out, you know, for your citizens, like, hey, even to the point where now they're talking about, like, we need to calm down the testing in America, the calm down the COVID testing, because they're saying that's why our numbers are so high, because we have too much testing. What? How does that even make sense? You know, like, they have already, like, they're already taking away funding from some of these, um, these grants that they're giving for, like, testing centers. Because they're saying 
Why, the only reason why we're leading is because we have all these tests. As if, like, tests are really the issue, you know? And, you know, uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, if it's hot in Texas. It's super hot. But imagine if they said, how do, you know, it's boiling hot in Texas, but if you don't use a thermometer or you don't take the temperature, um, then um, it won't be hot anymore. That's not, like, <laughs> this is just so embarrassing but you know um they said we're going to rejoin later on the world world health organization it's hard for me to say it, world health organization um but you know that'll be definitely later on um when that happens but um yeah even right now they're even having having it where the the administration is giving employers like immunity to where they can't get sued or can't have any liability towards their customers or their employees um, getting sick from COVID-19. So they're passing legislation now that gives them immunity where no one will be able to like uh, sue their employer. But see, there's a, there's a moral hazard there because the moral hazard is that if you like, whether it be a factory or office or whatever, if you tell your enforce your employees to come back to work in, in the circumstance where they aren't fully protected next to other people in a certain way and they get it, and they, you know, pass it to somebody and they pass or even themselves if they die and you're not able to do anything like that or not anything, not being able to do anything to your employer. Um, that's going to make it to where employers could kind of be negligent, you know, and that's the unfortunate part is that there will be a slippery slope on this because you can now put people in situations where they aren't, you don't have to protect them. And if, they, if something happens to them, um, you don't, you, you don't have any repercussions. And that, that to me is where it's like you see, again, another situation of abuse of power where you have power over people, you have power over their income, you have power over their work schedule, you know, um, and you have power over their position in general. And you could put them in places where they might not feel comfortable and you get no repercussions because of it. That's sad. You know, that's why I'm, I'm leaving it up to, to the mark that uh, the administration or the White House or Republicans, I don't know how you want to describe it, but um it's a, it's a campaign of wishful thinking. Now it's all about wishful thinking, you know, like all this stuff will suddenly go away if we, um, ignore it and, uh, don't address it. You know, I remember whenever, like, whenever I would have like an issue or something's really, really tragic, <laughs> like it happens all the time where, I mean, doing business, you know, you're going to have a lot of tragedies. Um, and the first thing you want to do is, you know what? Let me go ahead and take a nap because I can't solve this. It's too much. Let me go ahead and take a nap. And then when you wake up, guess what? Ain't nothing changed. That's what this is. The You know, like the administration just taking a nap and it affects everybody. It affects everybody. If you are doing business or um, if you're trying to get back to, you know, your old life, these things are going to delay it. So these little actions do have repercussions and um, in the long term. So, you know, um, man. It's just wild. It's a, it's, a, it's a wild, wild west right now. I thought it was a wild, wild west before um, COVID-19 because, you know, you uh, the ability to do, biz to do business in, in this administration is so easy. You know, that's one thing that is very easy in the Trump campaign, like Trump campaign and the Trump administration, that you can do business and do it well and no one will mess with you. And uh, so it's the easiest entry to get into business now. Uh, but now what you see what's happened with the whole COVID-19 now, I mean, 
it's you're really on your own. So, you know, more power to anybody who's taking care of themselves, uh, taking care of those around them and trying to be responsible because uh, there's a lot of irresponsibility happening at the top. And it's kind of wild, but I, I must commend Netflix for taking that respo- responsible um, move. And they put a hundred million dollars um, in black banks, you know, and that, that hundred million is going to help uh, fund small businesses and, you know, work with the communities. And that's great, you know, because they're, they're also pledging like 160 million, you know, towards uh, black scholarships as well. So I just want to give a big shout out um, to, to Netflix, Netflix for, um, for leading the pack. And I hope other companies uh, see what they're doing and uh, take notice. To what, you know, to what's happening out there to kind of uh, build the equity of, you know, uh, I guess, disenfranchised communities. So I just want to give a big shout out to them. And then also, if you're interested in like how companies move and how the stock gets increased and all that, I'm going to put you on to a little game real quick, a little free game. You know, as you probably know, uh, Walmart, or you might not even know, Walmart is transforming 97 of their parking lots, the large parking lots into like drive-in theaters. See, when you already see that that's about to come, that they're making changes, those are the times where you're like, let me invest before that happens. You know, if you invested in Tesla before you knew that of the goals he was trying to meet, um, then you win. Because right now Tesla's like at $1,400 a share. And like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it was like 800. So almost doubled because of these goals that he met. But Walmart, they're pivoting, doing different things, innovating and the way that they're innovating is creating these, these, you know, they have these huge parking lots and um, now they want to make them drive in theaters, you know? And I wonder how that's going to go because uh, at night their parking lots are kind of packed. You know, they have 18 wheelers that are parking out there. There's homeless people out there. There's people who just sleep in their car because you know, it's a nice well-lit place or whatever. Um, And there's a lot of like movement. So I wonder how that's going to go. Maybe they might reserve it. And I wonder how they're going to like, that might make it to where you could, if you got 97 new theaters that are not, are now not like indoors, that's a, that's a new opportunity. I actually want to see how that goes. Um, let's go. Yeah. That's, that's going to be pretty, pretty wild. But I, I got also got to say something about um, some of these people out here who are um, messing up the ecosystem, you know, and, uh, if you know what I mean by messing up the ecosystem is that, all right, an ecosystem is the diversity of like uh, organisms, right? And how they communicate and how they move and how all that. So in our ecosystem, the human ecosystem, you got some people out there who playing games. And by that, I'm saying <sighs> people are getting some of this PPP funding. That's money from the government and using it towards things that, you know, a little drip, little this, you know, like uh, cars. I told you a few podcasts ago, a few episodes ago about somebody who used like more than a million dollars on like jewelry and cars and Rolls Royces and they got hit by the feds. But then there's some people now who are doing the same thing, a lot of flexing, but they're, they're, they're not, that's what the finesse is. You don't know the behind the scenes. I know some people personally, you know, and some people that, you know, if people knew how they're at their level, You know, because some people don't know that, you know, their parents are, you know, paying for everything. People, some people don't know that, 
you know, or some people might be uh, at their, you know, living at their um, parents' place and able to finesse that. There's one person who's messing up the ecosystem by traveling the world, showing all these people where he's at and going here solo, traveling the world. Until one day you go into a plane and we see him as a flight attendant. Come on now. And you're like, I didn't, I didn't know you was a flight attendant. Now he's like, hey, shh, keep it on the hush. But you show this lavish lifestyle of you being able to travel the world, live a beautiful life. And people are like, man, how do you do it? And you're like, hey, you know, I'm a business person. That's how it goes. The whole hush puppy situation where he finessed all these banks and all these um, law firms. I mean, he got one bank for like, I mean, one law firm for like $900,000. You know, they were trying to transfer that for some housing, like housing deal. And then he directed the, the, the emails to where they didn't know that it was like a phishing email for them to send it to, to another bank account instead. And they wired 900,000 to the wrong account and boom, by the time they found that out, it was already gone. But then you got people like Hush Puppy and other people, low level finessers who show you this life and say, hey, I'm just trying to provide motivation, inspiration to y'all. And you say, man, like, how do you, I need to do business. Cause that, look at that person. Look what that, how that person's living. I need to do business. And then you try to start it and you try to do it on their level. And you just can't get there and you get discouraged and frustrated, but you got to understand that ain't real. That ain't real. So, you, so people fail to discount for exaggeration. You know, people take things sometimes as face value. They see it and they believe it, but you have to discount for the exaggeration, the, the, the sales and the convincing and the persuading of whatever it is that they got to show you. So if you discount for the exaggeration, you don't have to work for that. You know, I don't take a lot of work, people's work for nothing. Uh, it's more about do your words match your actions? That's where you got to look at it. Like, do, you, do your words match your actions? Because you see a lot where people, you know, bringing in multiple cars and, you know, huge homes and, uh, and then you don't see the work to match, you know? And then you like, and some people look at it as inspiration. Some people look at it as motivation. I don't. And I suggest for any, anybody who does to focus on themselves. You're distracted. You're distracted with the, uh, uh, the sizzle. Not the steak. That's <laughs> that's kind of like I'm not sure if you ever heard that before. The sizzle, not the steak. But um, yeah, um, this is incredible. Uh, I feel good today. I hope you feel great. Uh, more power to everybody who's um, been been listening because there's a lot of things going on in this world, and I hope you take advantage to the opportunities that are you know that are here. There was um, uh, there was a retreat. That was happening yesterday, these young, young cats. And I'm looking forward to what's happening with these young entrepreneurs. They, you know, they, they, they called me in, they gave me an interview and it was a, a millennial growth retreat and they're bringing all these millennials and, um, Gen Z and they're like, they wanted me to talk to them and see about how, like, what, what do I see coming and, um, what's next for entrepreneurs and what, what would I have told myself when I was younger and, uh, it was just great. You know, there's a lot of little small delays here and there, but again, there's no such thing as wasted time. So in my opinion, there's still things to learn from that. But you know, this was actually yesterday when I went to this, um, retreat where they invited me to, and you know, they said, what do you see in the climate for these young entrepreneurs happening in the future? And I'm like, I see it big and bright. I see it big and bright. These, anybody out here right now, who's trying to get it, whether on an entrepreneur or whether you're trying to, you know, do something creative whatever, this is the best time ever, just because if now more than ever, people, you, there's an obvious demand for change in a lot of things. And where there's a lot of demand, 
you know, you got to supply it. And yes, well, you got to get creative. And then, you know, with that, um, just understand if you do start something, the main thing you cannot win um, if you aren't consistent, you know, um, that 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 is like number one. You got to be consistent. That's the only way you win. And, you know, I see that in the next few years, there's going to be a lot of interesting wins and there will be a lot of interesting losses because the way the way that you look at this um, COVID-19 situation and what's changing um, you can be distracted with what you see in the news or you can be distracted with uh, people's opinions and conspiracy theories. All that's fun, but you got to look within and figure out what you need to do within. So therefore you could change everything that's around you, you know? So a lot of it is about your perspective, about how you see this. If you don't see this as a silver lining, um, you know, as an opportunity, you know, in disguise, uh, then you're sleeping. You need to wake up because there's a lot of things that are in demand. People are in demand of new technology, People in demand of new services, more convenience, you know, everything's just shifting and um, take advantage of that. You know, everybody, all artists, you know, it's a different level of mu music, different level of, of how you distribute your art and put it out there. Um, but now's the time. Now's the time. And I want to challenge everyone out there um, to use this time to uh, find introspection, go in, go in deep and um, yeah, and see what comes out. You know, so this again is first segment and um, you're about to join, you know, me, myself and Bly on the next segment. It's going to be great. It's going to be juicy. I'll see y'all later. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> what waiting, up? Wait for me to say something? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a little test and you passed. Oh, cool. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. How are you? Always ask that, right? Mm-hmm. I feel good. Good. A little uh tight. Today's been a tight day for me. Why? Why so tight? Um it's just like uh too many things are happening at the same time. Yeah. And you know, I know we're trying to like crunch this in before we get the boys and do I all know. that. So it's one of those uh tighter days. Yeah. Uh how are you doing though? I'm good. I feel like my morning was a little tight too. For real? <laughs> yeah, because I usually, my body wakes up at 6.30 mm -hmm. every morning. But if, for some reason last night, something told me, set your alarm. And I set it for 7.15 because the boys had a dentist appointment this morning that mm -hmm. I did not want to forget about. And my alarm woke me up. At what time? At 7.15. So since that moment, you weren't able to... Well, I was like ripping and running, feels like it. And then the boys' daycare opened back up, too. So I couldn't wait for that to drop them off at noon. So you felt like you were rushing everything? Yeah, this morning I felt like it was kind of rushing. Man, is there like a is like an energy in the air or something? Maybe. But, you know, we feed off each other's energy. So if you're tight, then I'm tight. Man. We're both tight. <laughs> That's just kind of how true. it is. It's like um, you sync up like women's uh, periods. Periods. You on your period? <laughs> it's the 15th? <laughs> it's the 15th. <laughs> is it the 15th? Because... Usually when it goes down. I can't stand you. Yeah. So um how uh how's it been? You know, today's your off day. Yeah, I'm off today. Did you spend it the way that you like? No. Uh what you like to have done? Uh I don't know. But definitely not run errands. Well, first of all, I had a lot of errands to do and I didn't even do any of them. Something as simple as dropping off my dry, my my uh clothes to the dry cleaners, I didn't feel like doing that. Man. Yeah, I'm just I don't feel like doing but you, nothing. But everyone, today. everyone needs those days where yeah. you just do nothing and chill. I know, but you know, sometimes I feel guilty. Most of the times, I feel guilty when I take those days, which is very rare. But you kind of, but you kind of, you kind of should feel guilty because 
two weeks from quarantine, you should be all rested up. I know that's true. That is true. But today, I just I don't know. Maybe it's the weather because it was raining. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel a little lazy when it rains. Oh, man. So maybe that's what it was. The rain for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how it like depresses me a little bit because. Yeah. Um, and by depressed, I'm not talking about like depression. I'm talking about it kind of like puts us like a certain amount of pressure mm-hmm. on me because that's when our business completely like shuts down pretty right. much and everyone's rescheduling mm-hmm. people are canceling so, so you it's got like, the rain checks yeah rain checks so i'm we're doing like free services in essence right so it's a lot of that and um i try to always keep again keep it positive yeah but it, I'm, I'm always like eh. every time that phone rings it's like damn yeah because mm-hmm. they're like hey um i had an appointment today um <laughs> can i cancel I like, ah! <laughs> i'm like are you sure you don't want to reschedule it's like Nah, I don't know what's gonna stop raining. And my schedule, you know how this that goes. I'm oh like, my god! But you know, it was weird because this morning when I checked the weather, it said it was gonna rain all day today. Yeah, like sixty percent, seventy percent, and it only rained this morning. It stopped raining like around nine thirty, and then it hasn't rained since then. But you know, I think it is mm. when you when it's a percentage of rain. Mm-hmm. This is my experience being the weatherman. Okay, and when it's eighty, you went to college for this? No, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about like okay for the first uh, like. 10 years mm-hmm. of, of the business again it's 13 years first 10 years i'm constantly checking the weather yeah so i feel like i knew the weather like i knew how it operated with like the area and all yeah. that and what it was is that when it's anything below 30 mm-hmm. percent it's not gonna be anything oh and it's goodness. weird because the, the the percentage of whatever it is mm-hmm. is the percentage our business drops mm-hmm. so if it's like 30 percent our business drops about 30 percent that's weird yeah if it's like 80 percent yeah you have a few maybe one or two keep their appointments but it's 50 percent it's literally like 50 50 so wow. i knew that a long time ago but what i was saying is if it's like 80 percent mm-hmm. um a lot of times it rains in a certain area for that morning but then it it circulates Right, right. So it'll be here in the morning, then it'll be in Dallas, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, or downtown, you know, like a little bit mid morning. And after that, it'll be in Denton. Yeah. After that, it goes to starts to travel. Yeah. It starts to kind of move around. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, yeah, so that's what I know. It's not going to be all day. Cause when it is all day, that is kind of the best. Yeah. Cause you have an excuse to like stay in, you know? Well, not our customers. When it rains, it is busy in the store. Wow. So it's like I love being off when it rains because I get to just like chill and be lazy. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, I'm missing out on so much money because it's so busy because, you know, when it rains, people want to go out. But they're like, you know, it's raining. There's nothing to do. Let's just go to the mall. Mm-hmm. And they come to the mall and they just spend money. For real. So. Yeah. So the behavior is when it's raining mm-hmm. and someone like like when it's pouring. Yeah. And people want to get out. They go to the mall. What? And I remember that growing up too as a kid, like when it would rain and my mom, she's, uh, she likes to, you know, she mm-hmm. likes to be out and about. And so when it would rain, she hated being at home. She was like, let's just go to the mall and walk around. Mm-hmm. And we did. And we'll, you know, buy things here and there. But yeah, like when it rained, we would go shopping. So I, w- I would have thought that would have been a, um, like a summer thing, you know, when people don't want to pay yeah. for AC. Oh Lord. Turn the AC <laughs> off and just go to the mall. Yeah, go to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause that'll be like the. Uh, the rumor that oh it's a hot day so people a lot of people gonna be in the mall to That's so funny. to save on the AC. You I know? never heard that, but I mean I could see that. I think it's like a, I think it's just a rumor to just put on people who are cheap or something. like I that. I think so because I thought if you turn your AC on and off, your bill will be higher because your AC would have to work twice as hard to cool down a very hot house. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it make your bill more expensive? 
I really don't know how that works. Me either. Yeah, because they say leave it on. Remember, we just we like we haven't we, turned off our. We don't turn it off. Well, only when we do the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but other than that, we keep it on. Right. Yeah. But I use that same type of thing with the 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 pool pump. I keep it on mm. constantly when they say, you know, turn it on eight hours. Yeah. Turn it off. Turn it on. Turn it off. But see, okay, so I agree with that because there was one time that we had it off for a really long time and our bill was low. Mm-hmm. And I I even said that to you. I was like, we must not have the pump running in mm-hmm. the pool because our bill was kind of low this month. Yeah, but you know, but that pool was hella green. <laughs> yeah, but I was to say the pool, <laughs> ducks swimming in it and everything. <laughs> that pool Damn. took a hit though. Yeah, it did. Yeah, so okay, it's glistening now. Yeah, it's looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when it's like heavy rain, people shopping like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, is that all? Is it like all the stores? Is it like everybody in the yeah. mall, or is it just like Gucci? no? It's the mall. Yeah, everybody's just in the mall. Do you shop when it rains? Um, no, I like to stay home. I like to be at home. I mean, like online rains. shop. I online shop every day, all day. We really? do it somehow. <laughs> like, is that, on, is that, do you shop for sport? I think so. I think it's beyond a hobby now. I think it's like a sport. I you think look for it's, better deals here. And oh yeah, I do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that a lot. I'm always comparing uh, prices, but I'm always like browsing every single day. I don't know what it is. I may be addicted. Some people shop so much. Tell me, if this is you? <clears throat> oh, that they forget. Like what they purchased. No, that's not me. Okay. Mm-mm. I don't, cause I don't buy a lot and I only buy it if it's a good deal. Like I'm a 50% off type of person. So if I'm buying clothes, it has to be 50% off. So that deal gotta be sugar cane yeah, sweet. Yeah, it gotta be sugar cane sweet. And then if they got that additional 10 or 20% off, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's you, me. <laughs> that's me. That's funny. So, you know, I could see you like in the future trying to take care of your closets like a hoarder. You know, <laughs> you seen the, you seen those shows, Hoarders? Yeah. No, that's not me. You know, have you seen it where those people are like addicted to shopping? Yeah. And they have piles, I want to say piles of like jeans and yeah. this, but they don't want to throw it away because it's like, I might wear it. See, that's not me. I usually give my stuff to my sister. We're mm-hmm. about the same size now, so I just give it to her. But I mean, everything in my closet, I've already worn or I plan on wearing it. So mm-hmm. it's nothing that I don't know what's in it because I don't have, I mean, I have a lot of clothes, but it's not like. To the point where stuff gets lost or, oh, I didn't even know I had that. Except the leather jacket, the one time you kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But well, anyway. What, what did I do? You remember we went to All Saints. Okay, so All Saints is one of my, like. Oh, in Austin? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that store. And um, they had a leather jacket that I wanted to get. And I just kept saying, I don't have a leather jacket. I want one. I need one. And you were like, well, just go ahead and get it. But the price, it wasn't sugar cane sweet. Mm-hmm. It was on sale, but it wasn't like, if y'all know the prices, they're expensive. Yeah, the yeah. jacket was like 300 bucks. And I'm like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I don't know if I really need it. And it was September, so I didn't need a leather jacket. And then I come home and maybe like a month later, I happened to find a leather jacket in my closet. And when I wore it, you were like, hold up. So you do have a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, that entire time we were in the store, you <laughs> said you didn't have a leather jacket. And look, all of a sudden you do. And I'm like, I, honestly, I forgot that I even had one. So that might have been the only time I actually forgot I had something. That's interesting. I know. Well, that happened to me once with the shoes. Which shoes? The, it sounds like bragging now. The, oh, the Gucci, the Gucci shoes. shoes. Yeah, no, the I, black ones. But I, I was forgot like, you had them too. Yeah, I completely forgot. I was like, and that was like an essential part of like my wardrobe to get that black on black. Yeah. And then like... I don't know what happened. There's some outfit or something like that. Maybe, and I was looking yeah. for it. And then, you know, I, I saw it and I'm like, I completely forgot about this one. Yeah, because it's our closet. We we keep all of our shoes in our boxes. We need to be able to, like, display it to see what we actually have. Yeah, it needs to be clear. 
Yeah, like those you know, clear little containers yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, you gotta, I got to be that. able to see it, mm-hmm. you know, because I see it in something like home. We need the whole thing changed. Yeah, we just need to flip. Yeah. Flip. You know, okay, I saw, you know, I'll show you later. It's okay. on um, uh, TikTok, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, they renovated their kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, this girl said, hey, my parents are out for the weekend, so I'm going to surprise them mm-hmm. and, like, renovate their kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, so she has all these, like, D- I mean, DIY yeah. ways of, like, you know, doing like the the countertop, the mm-hmm. sink, and you know all that. Yeah, and it made me think that, like, at the end of the day, we could probably do this on our own. We can. We could do a lot of this on our own. I've even seen videos of people painting their uh, exterior of the home. Yeah, we can do it ourselves. You know, but who got the time and the patience? I'm about to say we. I think I thought we had the time. You don't have the time and the patience. <laughs> you don't want to do and the patience. No, I mean I can. You know. Tell me what's what's your, what's your hang up on it? See, for me, I would have to take like a week off. I would have to take like a vacation for us to do it. I don't feel like we could do a lot of stuff on the week. I mean, we can't. We probably, you know what? I don't know. I'm, I'm look. I'm making excuses. Even bigger, even bigger. Um, when she started the project, mm-hmm. she was like, to, in order to do it, like, cause their house is kind of like old school. Okay. And like, when I see these renovations, I saved it just so you could see it. Like, yeah. they're amazing, super, mm-hmm. super modern. But um, she got most of the old stuff. Mm-hmm. did a garage sale mm-hmm. yeah to sell it yeah yeah and then they did that to bring in some of the cash and then that's when they started doing all these different type of like renos and mm-hmm. things like that in the kitchen and like they're doing stuff in the living room and they're trying to do it over like a three-day period yeah and i'm like if you could put your mind to it you, you could do it yeah that's you know true I mean? I mean you and i painted this house not all of it but most of it we did yeah, some of some spots I could tell we really. Yeah, really you could tell did. we did it, but it's okay. <laughs> we did it though, and we did it. You know, it's crazy because I was pregnant with the second one, mm-hmm. and I remember painting like our hallways, and we had Idol in the crib. Mm-hmm. You remember, and we would scoot yeah, the crib yeah, yeah, around yeah. the house, you know, with us, so we won't <laughs> leave him in the room by himself. So yeah, I mean, we could do it for sure. I mean, if I could do, if I could put wallpaper up in their bedroom, pregnant, mm-hmm. and I think I only had like a few weeks left, then we could definitely. I'm just making excuses. Yeah. We got to put know. the effort in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we shouldn't look for anybody to. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. I mean, we could do it. We could do it. And look at you. Look, I'm like, oh, Lord. I, I think it's better to probably get a professional to do it. Let's, yeah. Especially the outside. You know, I feel like the, let's leave that to the professionals and the inside we could do. Because we, we've done a really good job with our house. You see how we put that mailbox over? I think we could do anything. Y'all need to see this mailbox, like for real. Yeah, the mailman do. came by and, I, and this is our normal mailman because uh-huh. the past few days it hasn't been. And I saw him and he waved and I waved. I was like. Look at our mailbox. <laughs> I know you're proud of us. <laughs> yeah, I bet he is. Mm-hmm. Don't even notice. Yeah, no. But you know, um, <laughs> so it's gonna rain tomorrow. But you work tomorrow. I do. I'm not off till Thursday, yeah, and we have a surprise for the boys on Thursday. What's the surprise? We're taking them to that drive-through dinosaur uh, uh, yeah. theme saw, park or I whatever. Saw it advertised on Facebook. Really? Yeah, I saw it recently. See, they be listening to our conversations. Well, what is, like, give me the breakdown on it. So it's just basically, it's, I think it's gonna be a fair park. Mm-hmm. And um, you pay, I think it's like 50 bucks per vehicle. So it doesn't matter how many people you jam in your car. And then you just drive through and it's like, um, I think it's 45 minutes to an hour long. Yeah, no, we booked it from six to, to eight. So it's about two hours long. And you just drive through and you see all the dinosaurs and, you, you know, you can't get out your vehicle. I think it's just a drive through park. Mm. Kind of like the little safari fossil room 
um, yeah. Park. But for dinosaurs. So this is not this is not something we've done before. No, we've never done. We've been we to dinosaur other... world. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually like you get out. You know, you it's like yeah. a zoo, but for dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, we did that, but this is actually like a drive-through um, thing. Wow, people are getting really creative with the. I whole, know. I wonder if they're gonna have like the dinosaurs like come into the like car. I, yeah, they're gonna be that. close. They're gonna be real close. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're gonna be real close. So I think the boys will love it. I keep they're telling them they have that. a surprise on Thursday. So. Every day they're like, Mama, is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? They're trying to figure out, like, when's Thursday, you know? They ask me, like, Daddy, yo, what's the surprise on Thursday? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking Daddy about. Daddy has no clue. As usual, I'll tell you the day I'm like, hey, get dressed. We're about to go. <laughs> Man. But, you know, um, I guess it is getting people getting creative because the whole, you know, COVID-19 situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, people keep don't. I'm not sure people throw you these conspiracy theories, but people all around me keep popping up with new conspiracy theories. Oh, what's the newest one? What's the latest? The newest is that um, basically this is their final way of trying to take control over the nation. And if you break it down, if you break it down a little bit, it kind of makes you, you know what I mean? All conspiracies make you think. All of them. You got that one eyebrow like, "Mm, that kind of, I mean, I could see that. Well, you know, okay, if you, okay, China's authoritarian, mm-hmm. right? So China, they have full control over their people. Yeah. And, you know, they know every move they make, with their temperature, everything, That's right? That's crazy. And um, they've been the the, the highlight, the, the place that people look to to say, like, look, that during this whole pandemic, China has it under control because they have all the people in control. Yeah. And because they have that much control, mm-hmm. they're able to get, like, defectors, people who want to, like, no revolution will happen in China mm-hmm. to... I don't think at all. Yeah. Based on the fact that the type of like tight grip they have on their people. Yeah. Now in America, they don't have that type of a tight tight grip. No. You know what I mean? So when there's things like, for example, Google has gotten 1500% more uh, warrants for, um, they do these things called geofence, Mm -hmm. you know, things where uh, they figure out like, okay, if there's a crime that happened, let's say at Walmart Mm -hmm. and that person had a cell phone on them, Mm -hmm. um, what they'll do is they'll do a geofence to get a geofence warrant so they can find that person um, based on all the cell phones that were in the area and they'll see what like they'll ping them and see what was happening wow. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to commit a crime, just leave your cell phone in the car or something. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or leave it at home. Yeah. So, so they use a lot of that, that person on the phone and mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to figure out the behavior where they came in and so they're trying to ping based on everyone that was there. So yeah. if there's five people in this house and then one person stole something and ran, They'll ping all five phones, but they'll use the four around mm-hmm. it to see, to kind of like um, get a geo map of where that person yeah. was, you know, and well, they get a cool. lot of warrants. But um, they said these are like illegal warrants. Mm-hmm. Like you're not allowed to like be that invasive on people's privacy. Right, right. But see, that's part of like the what they consider the control, right? right? Which is, you know, we know what our citizens are doing. We know when they're plotting we know all these little type of things mm-hmm. based outside of their freedom yeah you know because if there was going to be like some kind of like militia to take over the the nation or anything like that they mm-hmm. want to know before it happens and they want to nip it in the bud before i mean mm-hmm. cut it off you see what i'm yeah. saying so then when you have it where they talk about the whole COVID 19 is that if they if it's something where everyone has to cooperate mm-hmm. within something a keeping people in their homes or um having it where uh, with the phone, not phones, uh, like trackers and anything, mm-hmm. and like like you know, skip tracing to figure out who has COVID nineteen. Yeah, that's a way for them to know exactly what everyone's doing and what's going on. It's the same way of like 
when we talk about something and yeah. it pops up on our phone and you're like, how they know that we, exactly. you know, so it's almost like the, if, the, if we say certain word trigger words, mm -hmm. they'll know what's going on here at our home. If they, if things happen in another place, they know a crime's going, all these different type of invasive ways. Well, it happens though, right? Like now, because like I was telling you a few days ago, one of my clients, he's a loan, what is it? Loan, a loan officer. Loan officer. And we were talking about like homes and mortgages and stuff like that. And then literally in the middle of our conversation, I got a text message from like a, I guess a scammer or whatever. And it's, it talks about like um, mortgages and how mm -hmm. to get a lower, like refinance and stuff like that. And I'm like, and I show it to him. I'm like, how weird is this? Like, do you think that they're listening to our conversations? Because I ain't never got a text message like that before. It happens to too many people for me to think that it's just, it's just a coincidence. It can't be a coincidence. It you, can't. Yeah. So if you're talking about, if you say the word Toyota, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're being advertised Toyota. Yeah. You're like, and that's the, the thing. We weren't talking on the phone. We were in person talking mm -hmm. and I just got a text message and I just happened to glance. I'm like, look at this. And I showed it to him. He was just like, Oh my God. I'm like, see, I think they really are listening to our conversation. Yeah, same thing happened. Um, and see, I don't know if this is like, um, you know, when there's companies that, you know, have like, okay, certain companies have like insider, insider trading. They know mm -hmm. somebody who they know somebody who knows somebody or they right. know like the inner workings of a certain company. And they say, Hey, buy the stock at this time, but that's illegal. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like that same type of illegality mm -hmm. is happening when it comes to uh, people who, um, uh, in essence, want to advertise and promote. Mm. So if you say, hey, promote with us, mm -hmm. and there's like official ways to do it through yeah. like Facebook and pixels and following you around and they know what you're searching for. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the dark web way of doing it where they can listen in on your conversation and hack into your Alexa or your Siri to kind yeah. of figure out what you're saying to get even more like, like pointed advertising, you know, that's so creepy. Cause last time I was um, mentioning to you about lemonade where you could get on that site and then you could like figure out how to do something with like your credit your bills, and bills stuff. And, yeah. yeah. And you were searching on it, right? Yeah. Then they say, you know, I mean, advertise on it on my phone. See, they heard your conversation with me. But I think it's a little bit different. I think they know that you're searching on your phone. They know that I'm near you. You see what I'm saying? Oh, maybe it works like that. Yeah. Yeah, they know I'm near you. And then they take it to where, oh, she's searching for it. Let's advertise it to him. Maybe he is interested in it. Just That's saying, still so weird, know. though. Well, I mean, that could be the case. I think I think at all, uh, in general, when it comes to, like, tracking. Mm-hmm. You really don't know what's going on. You don't. Because even in like the group chat that I have with two of my girlfriends, let's say I screenshot something and I send it to them. Let's just say it's nail polish. And we're talking about nail polish. And then all of a sudden, one of them, one of the girlfriends, she's just like on Instagram scrolling. And then she gets all this advertisement for nail polish. Mm -hmm. It's like, how is she getting advertised when I'm the one who screenshot the picture and sent it to the group? You know, so I feel like they are like reading our texts and listening to our phone conversations or even just eavesdropping in our home through our phones. Yeah. Another one they're looking, I think it's, uh, it might be TikTok. whenever you do something like a clipboard or something mm -hmm. like that, when you save something, okay, they can figure out like what you have written in your clipboard. What? So if you copy paste something, mm -hmm. you know, they figure out what you're copy and paste. And so if you copy and paste a certain word, yeah. they would know, Oh, okay. They're interested in this word. That's so creepy to me. Yeah. There's so many different ways. Like, but then you think like, Cause you always think what's the end goal when it mm -hmm. comes to like tracking and doing all yeah. that. And I think, you know, like, you know how you have buyers like at Gucci mm -hmm. and then some people come in 
who are like your number one buyers like they buy 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 yeah you know like it's just in their in their habit or mm-hmm. in their income or whatever right the same thing happens with like um amazon uh mm-hmm. facebook google there's some people who see advertisements and cannot resist they yeah, buy exactly. mm-hmm. you know like they say, oh, let me just go ahead and buy that and just buy that. And, th- and those are the people, those are the cows that you want to get to to say, right. those are the buyers. You right, know? And right. there's like probably millions in this country mm-hmm. who do it. And there is an advantage to like trying to find those like cash cows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that little conspiracy theory of trying to like take control of the people, they're saying that we're, like, we keep stepping closer to losing our liberties as far as, um, which I don't, I don't believe in the whole mask thing and oh they're trying to take away our rights because they're making us wear a mask like you could choose to believe what you like i could mm-hmm. choose to believe what i like but right right you know i definitely think that um uh, i don't think that people are trying to like encroach on my mm-hmm. on our rights but yeah who knows you know you just right. never know really what to believe sometimes you just have to quite i mean you could believe it or just question everything I feel like it's good to question everything. I mean, you can, but... To a certain extent. Yeah, about to say, exactly. Yeah, you can't be a paranoid person who no. just cannot trust anything. And there's some people like that who are extremely paranoid. Yeah. But... There's another question I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is a deep question. I don't Ooh, know. I like deep questions. Yeah. So, could you be friends with someone that you, that you don't respect? No. For real? <laughs> If I don't respect them, why would I be friends with them? I know that's what I'm saying. Like if it was someone that, um, let's say there's a group of friends that you have, Mm -hmm. right? And there's a particular person in that group that you just don't respect because the way they move and do all that. Yeah. But they're within your group. Mm, Yeah, I still couldn't. I mean, I would, I, I would be, I could be in someone's presence, but I don't really mess with them like that. You know, it's a, you know, a little quick exchanges as far as like words, like, Hey, Mm -hmm. what's up? But not like I'm not chilling with you. I'm not hanging out with you. I'm not like trying to get to know you. I have to make like um, bad decisions or some t- level of, you know, you don't have to like not respect them because they're a bad person. Yeah. I'm not, I'm talking about like they they spend money badly and then you don't respect the way, that, you know, some personal well, choice. I mean, you know? if it's personal, then if it doesn't affect me, well, then that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't affect you. Yeah. But you don't respect how they move. Yeah. See, but. I feel like that's where you kind of keep the friendship like at a minimum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really respect what you do like in your household with your, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if let's say somebody in my group, like the woman is the person who cheats on her husband all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't respect that. So I can't really like hang out with you like that. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, uh, I don't know if you are a gambler, I guess. I mean, that's kind of like, you're, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I can't really say, well, I can't be your friend cause you're a gambler. Mm-hmm. And you know, I could just kind of like, you know, kind of keep my distance a little bit, make sure, you know, I keep my purse on me. Mm-hmm. So you ain't stealing money oh from gosh. me, you know, but I think it's just, it depends on the, on the situation. I always think it's a little bit different. Maybe I look at it a little bit different that mm-hmm. when it comes to, um, some people like where I personally don't like respect their moves. Okay. Right. Yeah. But they're, I don't even know what you would consider a friend versus acquaintance. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if they do something where you, you consider them a friend, but let's say they, um, are disrespectful to, to who? To anybody, either their mom, their sister, oh, see, you know, I can't, I can't, but there, but there's somebody, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That, you know, um, uh, has 
good qualities, but there's some bad qualities that you just do not respect. You yeah, know but I mean? if those bad qualities, if I have to see them and be around those bad qualities, even though it doesn't like affect me directly, I could not be cool with you. Like if I'm, if you and not me are like vibing cool, but then I see you disrespect your mom all the time in front mm-hmm. of me, I can't be cool with you like that. Oh, so then it limits, yeah. it caps the way. So yeah. the character is important to like, oh, yeah, the big friendship time. to you. Yeah, you know, I can't. And, and it doesn't matter. We could be like the best of friends, but if I see you, you know, disrespecting your mom or your wife or whoever in front of me, and that's, you know, I don't, I don't even respect that. So I'm like, how can I be with somebody that I don't, you know, agree with what they're doing? Like if it directly affects me. But if they're trying to be friends with you, then how do you, what, what do you do? Do you just, really, are you like, you know, they want to hang out? You're like, nah, not today. Like, what do you do? I don't know. You just kind of, you just kind of make excuses, uh, a million excuses. Now nah, I'm busy. No, I got to work. I got kids. Mm-hmm. I'm married. You just make a whole bunch of, you just got excuse after excuse until they get the hint. I mean, but, or you could just be a friend and be like, look, you know, I can't really, can't really hang out with you like that. You know, some things you do, I just don't agree with. I don't know how you boys talk, but I mean, for me, I'm just like, I'll just move around. What do you think about when it comes to like cutting off family? Oh, look, come on now. No, I, like a, like a, I cut off family, so <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that. You could, so you could, you could be okay with cutting off family. Yes. Yeah, because you know they, they talk about like toxic energy and things like yeah. that. If someone's toxic, even through your family, like still cut them off. It doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it, it doesn't matter to me, especially if you've had that conversation with that person and they still are disrespectful or they still just yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with cutting them off. And you know, um. Yeah, but you're you, you're built a little bit different. I know, I am. Where did that come from? I don't know. Thing. Are you is your is your sister your brother like that? No, my brother is. Yeah, ah. my brother he's he'll he'll cut a person off. My sister she's more like um she has to talk through it. She has to like you know um she 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 can't just move on. She can't just walk away from the situation. It's more like she needs to uh I guess heal from it. She needs to like get it off her chest mm-hmm. and talk about it and then be okay and then move you know from it. Whereas me, she needs closure. She needs closure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't need closure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could just cool and just walk away. That's my closure. I'm trying to think how I'm built in that way. Cause you know, my brother, he could cut off in a second. Mm-hmm. My sister could cut off people in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's that easy for me personally, Yeah. but I know that when it came to like past relationships, if there was an issue, mm-hmm. I'm cutting it off. Right. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. I don't mind when it doesn't when it comes not talking to somebody. Yeah. Because, again, even if I do take it personal, I still move on. Right. Right. You know, because I feel like you have to understand that some things aren't forever. Exactly. And you have to, again, do what's best for yourself. Yeah. And I'm, but, you know, when I cut people off, I'm open to um, a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I cut you off doesn't mean like if we in the room together, I'm not going to say hello like I'm gonna say hello. I'm a. We could talk. We could do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna move past whatever happened. If you want to talk about, it, if you want to bring it up and address it, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm here. But I'm not gonna be the first person to to talk to talk about it because I don't need closure. Oh, yeah. That's strength. That's a lot of strength. Maybe I don't know what that is. I'm just like, it's yeah, not it even does. worth it to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's again. Yeah. Is it worth it? You it's not even mean? worth it to me. No. Oh. Yeah. So you can. If you do something to me and I cut it off and then you come to me, and you apologize. I'm all for it. If you don't apologize and you still come to me, you want to chit chat and talk. I'm all for it, too. Yeah. And, you know, I was a little bit, you know, naive to some of that, you know, when mm-hmm. it came to people that I knew, like in college and people I knew in high school mm-hmm. where like we didn't really get along like that in high school or college. Yeah. 
And then they end up becoming like your Facebook friend or your mm -hmm. Instagram or whatever right, it right. is. And I would continue following and seeing this person mm -hmm. and it just bothered the hell out of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, why? I don't like anything about this person, but yet we're friends. You yeah. know what I mean? I think one day you, you're like, you know, like just not, just don't follow the person. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I feel like, like we know each other. It's like, I mean, who cares? Who cares? I, <laughs> I don't think I follow anybody that I, I um don't like yeah. or don't care for. I think honestly, everybody I follow is people that I'm, you know, cool with or, you know, cross paths with that I think are cool. But if I didn't, if I wasn't cool with you in high school or whatever, I do not follow you. I think there's like a popularity thing then, you know what I mean? Where you want to like, be, you want to like be popular. So therefore yeah. you want to, you care more about the numbers right, right. than you do about the, 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 the relationships. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I was never that person. I was good with one friend, mm -hmm. my best friend till this day. Like that's all I needed. And my sister, you know, and I'm, I don't really care about nothing else. You know what I mean? As far as like growing up, you know, yeah. as far as like friends, I wasn't a big, like, I have to have friends. I have to have a group or anything like that. You know, in college, I made great friends to this day. We still, we call each other sisters. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't even consider them as friends. But even if I was cool with you in college and you don't follow me on Instagram and I don't follow you on Instagram, there's no hard feelings, but I just don't. You know, I don't mm -hmm. think to say, oh, well, let me follow this person because we were cool in college. I don't even think like that. It reminds me of like how um, like me and my brother, like, you know, there's time. Well, he's never drank any like alcohol at all. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, I don't drink alcohol like that mm -hmm. and not even like smoking like that. Yeah. But even when that was happening, like in high school, really heavy, mm -hmm. it's almost like you're above like the influence Yeah. where you don't. You look at what people are doing that are like trendy and do it just, mm -hmm. you know, for self-esteem issues. And you don't look at that as a thing mm -mm. at all. No, I never did. Like, I mean, I feel like we talked about this on a podcast before, maybe. But like people would skip school and go to like these parties and stuff. And I just was like, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. like, I went to class every day. You know, I was just like. I mean, call me lame, but I just didn't feel like, I, I just didn't. I just love following rules. Yeah, I just felt like, you know, <laughs> no, to me, I just felt like what they were doing, like in their mind, okay, we're going to skip class and go to a party. We're going to drink. Mm -hmm. They thought that, were, that was cool where I was like, that's dumb. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do that. You yeah. know, I didn't want to go to no random friend's, friend's house, drink their parents' alcohol and just be drunk and yeah, do what? We, yeah, we never even saw anything like that. Yeah, I was like, I've heard it all the time. Even like senior skip day, mm -hmm. I went to school. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, for what? I, I'm not even cool with y'all. Why would I hang out with y'all outside of school when I don't even hang out with y'all in school? So did that um, did that make people want to be even like closer to you because no, you didn't care as much? I don't think so. I think maybe more in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always felt like I kind of like did my own thing and I felt like people kind of gravitated towards me because of that, that I just didn't care attitude mm -hmm. about like, you know, having friends or uh, being trendy or being popular. Like I just didn't, that, that was never me, you know, mm -hmm. in high school, I, I mean, I, I was cool with everybody, but I didn't really have friends. Mm -hmm. So it was like that maybe like all four years. And I offend anybody who thinks that they were my friend in high school. Mm -hmm. We were friends, but it wasn't like they were kicking it at my house outside. Yeah. You know, it was like you got your school friends and you got your neighborhood yeah, friends, yeah, you know, yeah. and they really <laughs> never crossed paths. You yeah, know, like yeah. that's just kind of how it was with me growing up. And, so. the, and the, the closer friends to you were the neighborhood friends. They were my neighborhood friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the school friends was just like a school friends. Yeah, it was just school. Friends. Like I saw you at school. We caught up when we had school. So when you graduate, you're like, peace exactly. out. <laughs> that's literally how it was. It was when we graduated. It was just like, all right, bye. So you never thought of, you never had an obligation to like keep your school friends. No, you never felt that. 
I, I felt I never, that. You did? Yeah, like I felt it like, you know, the people that I had a real like tight friendship with in, yeah. in high school that I felt obligated to keep those friendships. I know. I didn't see I was like I said I was cool with everybody but literally after we graduated that was it mm -hmm. like unless we went to college together because i went to uh uno for one year so if you happened to be there then we were still cool but after that no it was like i pretty much moved on i mean it does sound sad but i never really had like that that best friend bond with someone in high school i just didn't it was just like i was just cool with everybody mm -hmm. like i wasn't popular and i wasn't i guess lame i don't know what you want to call it i was just kind of in the middle mm -hmm. i was always like floating in the middle i would hang out with everybody like i would sit at the the um cafeteria table mm -hmm. literally anywhere because mm -hmm. i never had like a group of friends that i sat with all the time i would so just pick a spot same way. yeah if there was an empty spot i'll just go sit there i would actually um be a little bit annoyed about okay when it came like to like for lunchtime mm -hmm. there'll be the table where like all the football players are yeah but there's also the the table where like track and mm -hmm. then there's also a table for like band yeah so then i'm always feeling like man like which popular group do i go yeah sit with? yeah yeah no like which group <laughs> do i go with today yeah and you know that was where like the you know like the anxiety came in where you're like let me just go to this one because you know if you go to a football table mm -hmm. it's rowdy yeah you know what i mean there's a yeah. bunch of like you know like energy going on over there mm-hmm and you know they're usually making fun of the band table you know what See, i mean that's crazy yeah so then if i'm like at the band table like why are you, there? Why are you over there da, 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 da. and it's like oh, this is crazy. See, it wasn't like that at my school it mm -hmm. wasn't it wasn't like separate i mean you had like your cheerleaders table you had the football table and you may have had your band table i'm not sure and, and you know what it could have been separated mm -hmm. like that it mm -hmm. could have been nerds and Cheerlead, but I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly didn't see it. I mean, obviously you'll see the cheerleaders because they're in uniform or the football players because they just came from practice or something like that. But as far as it being like the nerds versus the popular people, I honestly didn't see it. <laughs> no, I really didn't. Like, I just felt like I was just in the middle because I was so cool with everybody. It was just like, I'm going to just sit wherever, you know. If I'm like, who's anybody sitting here? Like, no, I'm like, cool, I'm going to sit here. Would you sit by, could you sit by yourself with no problem? Oh, yeah, I did that all the time. For uh, breakfast, because it was like nobody ate breakfast mm -hmm. unless you like play sports. Yeah. So I would just go up there, eat breakfast. Sometimes I'll just sit in the hallway by myself. I'll go outside when everybody's like outside just talking and stuff. I'll just be over there by myself. And then somebody come up to me like, hey, come hang out with us. I'm like, cool. Like, I never cared. Did that make you, did that make you like a, a loner? Was that like in no, that category? I don't think I was. I mean, you could call me a loner. What, what is, what's a loner compared to what you're talking about? It, and, but see, I wouldn't consider myself a loner because, like I said, I was cool. I was friends with everybody. Mm -hmm. So, but I am the type of person who don't mind being by myself either. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a loner is someone. I, I feel oh, like like a, like a very um, introvert. Yeah, stand alone exactly. in the corner and shy. Yes, and I feel like that, that's yeah. a loner. Whereas yeah. me, I'm an extrovert. But if I felt like being by myself, I would. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I'm too afraid to go and talk to. The groups of people i just felt like chilling by myself and people like hey come over here i'm like all right cool and i just go over there you all, know? The, all they gotta do is play a little bouncy music just bouncing from every corner like <laughs> man you know um tell me if this is true too um the most dangerous person you could be around is someone who wants you to be anybody other than yourself yeah that's true i think that's true you feel like this yeah you feel like that happens with relationships a lot yeah i feel like it does i well I wouldn't say that that person. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Sorry. You do. Yeah, it does. Because if you date somebody who has different expectations of you, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it could be very damaging. Yeah. You know, like I know someone who, um, you know, dated a guy and she loved this guy and, you know, I would think that he loved her too, but he was not in love with her physical appearance. Mm. So she altered it. You know, she got surgery mm-hmm. and they're no longer together. And it, you know, it did create a lot of insecurities, you know, so. And those insecurities stick. They stick because it carries with her throughout all her relationships. So it's like she has to learn how to love herself, but she did all these things to make him happy and he ended up leaving her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like. um That's hard right there because, yeah. you know, when you really, you know, really want something or you really like attracted to it Mm -hmm. you know and you feel like it's love right and then Mm -hmm. that person wants you to be something different Mm -hmm. and you feel like let me just conform to make that person happy because that's like you know being a people pleaser almost yeah and then you do that not understanding the damage it's gonna have later on but i feel like you have to be a strong person too because i actually dated you you don't know this Uh (laughs) I, (laughs) I, i actually dated someone after college and um I uh, cut my hair. Uh-huh. I had just chopped my hair off. and But when I met him, when we were friends, my hair was long. Mm-hmm. And so when I chopped it off, I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't, I don't even think I talked to anybody about it. I just went and did it. Mm-hmm. And so when he saw it, he was just like, um, oh, you should grow your hair out. You know, I only date girls with long hair. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I peaced out. Like you didn't, like you didn't qualify. Anymore. I didn't qualify. Yeah. yeah. So I just kind of walked away from it. I was just like, well, I mean, if that's what you like, then that's your personal, um, personal preference, but I'm not about to do nothing for you. Mm-hmm. You know? So I feel like you just have to like have that confidence in yourself and not have anybody else control who you are. Yeah. You so know important. What I mean? Cause that's a, the same thing. Again, someone I did in the past. Oh, look at us. <laughs> nah. Um, I told you about this one. Okay. So you know about this, right? Like, we're driving in the car mm-hmm. and then she's like screaming at me saying, you know, we've been dating for, I think it was like six months. When are we going to go to Vegas? Oh Lord. I remember. This yeah. Story. I was like Vegas. He's like, you know, I'm in the car. I'm like, we talk about Vegas. <laughs> Why Vegas? <laughs> she's like, all couples go to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Because all couples go to Vegas. You know that. I'm like, what? Who told you that all couples go to Vegas? He's like, Michael, that's what couples do. That's what couples do. They go to Vegas. I was like, she was crazy. So I said, but why Vegas? And she's like, mm. and she like pulled off the road, like drove off the road to, you know, like the. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, Michael. And then like she's trying to break it down. I was like, and me, I'm like, whoa, this girl is crazy. You felt like you was going to die that day. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, you know, I tried to my parents. I was like, look, this woman t- started talking about that. Like, we need to go to Vegas. And they're like, yeah. well, you need to go to Vegas. I said, oh, what? Lord. My parents are always against me. I was like, man. I was like, hold on. Y'all think I need to go to Vegas? Like, well, if that makes her happy, I'm like, no. Oh, my goodness. No. I said, she's been watching too much TV. All I don't these know romantic what, movies. Yeah, I don't know where she saw this to say, and why Vegas specifically? Y'all like, why not Cali? I know. You know what I mean? Why not Mexico? She said Vegas. I was that like. so weird. To do what? To gamble? <laughs> <laughs> why did you say that? You know, like, yeah. you literally, you literally driving. She's like, you know what? When are you going to Vegas? Yeah. And I was like, huh? That's so weird. Yeah. So like she like will have temper tantrums Mm -hmm. if I don't conform. Yeah. You know, and some things where you're like, why are you taking this so personally? Like, why don't we talk about something, you know, versus it being, um, you know, your way or the highway. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's kind of 
when someone wants you to conform like that that's yeah. dangerous territory yeah and and it's crazy you, you say that because it just reminded me that the same guy and you know i should have i should have caught it early on because when we first started dating he did say something like um yeah, I usually date girls who are like thick, you know, who got like thick thighs, you know, who who run track and stuff like that. So you a little different for me. You see that? I was just, you know, and I mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to take it at first. I was just like, so am I like an <laughs> exception? Like, does that make me special, or does that like what does that mean? Like, you just kind of like like, he, like you're doing your favor. Doing, yeah, doing mm-hmm. me a favor. And when he said that, I did feel some type of way, and I feel like we did kind of like I kind of went off on him about it. <laughs> Cause I was just like, well, you, we ain't got a date. Yeah. If I'm not your type, don't make me your type. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then I think like a month or two later, that's when the haircut comment uh, was made. And I was just like, all right, yeah, see, I'm done. You see that, you know, you see that where, um, they had those memes where it said like women, if you cut your hair, do you have to get permission or consult? Yeah. Especially at that time I wasn't dating anybody. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, you know, I feel like if you want to do it, do it now. If you know, when we, we're married, so, and I'm always talking about, cut my hair off and he you know you're like well i like it either way but then you always remind me blah you love when your hair is short but then a month later you complain about it mm-hmm. so it's always like i like to bring it up to you mm-hmm. so you could kind of remind me how much of a you know baby i am but with I, my hair short but you know i feel like I mean? that i feel like that's like quality communication you yeah know what of I mean? course if i was gonna like just cut off my entire beard i'm not gonna just surprise you know i'm gonna be like I think I'm a this and you'll be like, yeah, no, I like it because of this. That's like, true. You know what? That's true. I like it. Yeah. You know, but if you did it, that's different. If a man cut their hair off and you can't, and a woman came home and you surprised us, I'm like, it's going to grow back in two weeks. A woman, if we cut our hair that you looking at about a year to two years, you know what I mean? Before mm-hmm. it grows back out. So I feel like it is, you know, we're not women. We're not asking for like approval. You know, we're just kind of running it by you. Like, hey, this is what I want to do. What do you What do you think? What are your thoughts? You know uh, what I mean? But don't you feel like that means when a girl cuts her hair, mm-hmm. especially for a, a woman, yeah. when they cut their hair, mm-hmm. something's happening? Well, for me, my thing, every okay, so I cut my hair um, when I graduated eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And my hair was long, like down to my back. I cut it into a bob. Mm-hmm. And then when I graduated high school, I did the exact same thing. I cut it. It was long down my back. And then I cut it into a shorter bob. Mm-hmm. And then college, right before I graduated, I chopped it off. What's, what is this? What is so it? So I think it's just like when you, for me, it was more like, okay, I'm going into like a new stage of my life. I want to like reinvent myself. I think that's what it was for me. Every time it was like a major change in my life, I'm, you know, uh, middle school high school college it was like okay I want to look a little different you know look a little more cho- you know mature and so I was just that was the only really you know the times that I did like huge trans- transformations to myself do those does cutting your hair like is it kind of leaving all that dead oh yeah that's like your past the past exactly oh, yeah you're just yeah, like yeah. a brand new person and then in college when I cut my hair off it's funny because you know People used to say, oh, you kind of look like Rihanna. And this was before, you know, my hair was chopped off. And then when I chopped it off, that's when people were saying it all the time. But for me, it was like when your hair is that short, you just feel so sexy Mm -hmm. and powerful. And you just feel like you could do anything. I don't know what it is about short hair. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. because not too many people have it. You Mm -hmm. you know, not not everybody can pull it off. So it was just like a powerful thing, you know. But you know, I think the less hair a woman has, Mm -hmm. the more intimidating she is. That's true, too, because I was kind of very intimidating. Yeah, you know the the girl in that um, Real Housewives? Which one? No, not Real Housewives. The the Married to Medicine. Mm-hmm. The girl oh, the bald head one, bald. Imani. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she has the most 
powerful, intimidating look. She does. I mean, she just looks very strong and intimidating. Like when she's, first of all, she's tall. Yeah. You know, and she's like very muscular. She's very fit. And then she has this like clean, shiny, bald head. And she's a beautiful person. She is extremely beautiful. She's one of my favorite people on there, but she's just very like, just, you never see a crack. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, it's very powerful. Yeah. Very, very. And you know, my aunt, um, Growing up, Auntie Roxanne, she passed away when I was in uh, middle school or maybe, yeah, middle school. And um, she always had short hair and mm-hmm. I always looked up to her. She was real tall. She used to model. And so whenever, you know, she would have like her short curly hair, I'm like, oh, I love that. I can't wait to mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally did it, I was like, I get it. Yeah. I get why she kept kept her hair that short all those years because you just feel like a boss, mm-hmm. you know, walking through the room, you just feel different. You know, mm-hmm. your style changes, your, your attitude changes. It's just like, I don't know. Some about it. See, now I want to go cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> we change this whole thing. So I, I have a, um, I have a, a pretty interesting word. Tell me. Um, well, this one you probably know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so fiduciary. Wait, I feel like I heard that before. Yeah. Say it again. Fiduciary fiduciary yeah fiduciary is a person who has um the power i guess entrusted in them Mm -hmm. to do something that benefits you Hmm. so here's how it works yeah example so um if you're going into like a a financial advisor Mm -hmm. uh you want to go one that's a fiduciary Mm -hmm. because they're going to sell you a a plan that works for you not Mm. that works for them because they're trying to sell it to you like they have a they have a legal obligation to do what benefits you Okay. Not what benefits the company. Right, right. Yeah, same thing with like a legal. So if you go to like a legal fiduciary mm-hmm. and you say, what should I do? They're not going to tell you what's the best plan. Or if you go to like a healthcare. I was about to say, yeah, like a psychiatrist yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Okay. And, you know, they might be able to like to push a pill or push a, yeah. a prescription or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. might be. But a fiduciary means they're legally obligated to, to do what's best for you not mm. what's best for the company that they're representing oh that's cool i didn't know that yeah fiduciary so like okay. um it's always important to like find that fiduciary that you have whether it be mm. with your finances or legal or healthcare. yeah like a real person who's gonna who you trust and not only based on just your personal trusting mm-hmm. like they're legally obligated to make sure that they do what's best for you I like so a fiduciary that. okay fiduciary yeah i like it's a good word i know right? so it's juicy yeah yeah but you already know my word. favorite one which one what is it i can't even think of loquacious. it loquacious yeah loquacious loquacious to, is I, good i'm about to say ladarius <laughs> <laughs> loquacious i had a one of my best employees ever was named ladarius really was, was he loquacious no he wasn't he's super quiet that's probably why yeah he when i say he was good mm-hmm. look he'll walk up there like He's too cool for like the whole team. Yeah. You know, his cousin was mm-hmm. named Larry. He was my employee too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, hey, want to bring my, my cousin Ladarius? I was like, all right. And he come in, kind of sagging, you know, uh, pigeon-toed a little bit. It's like, hey, what's up, Mike? What's up? Doing all this. I'm oh like, look, you need to get together. But then when he does a car, mm-hmm. I'm talking about so fast. Yeah. It's perfect. Mm. And I'm like. You know, that's why he acts like that. I'm like, yeah, because he know he does. Yeah, like yeah. he's that good at what mm-hmm. he does. And I'm just like, you know, you put him on a car. He says, OK, what she want? I was like, uh, she wants to get the hundred dollar one. You're yeah. right. And then he's like, all right, cool. 30 minutes later, it's like, I was like, there's no way. There's no way. So and where I look he at? at? 
Oh, I don't know where he's at now. Man, if you're listening, look, we hiring. Yeah, Ladarius, for real, for real. Yeah. We need you. He would disappear every now and then, though. Oh, and we, then, we don't need you. Yeah, yeah. He we would need dis- somebody reliable. His his his, uh, his cousin, uh, Larry, um, you know, he would disappear, too. You oh, know, wow. And he'll, like, they'll go back and forth. Yeah. And they'll just give a random call one year. And it's like, oh, come through. And then I'll get him for, like, three weeks. And wow. then he's like... So, um, and I want to like nurture him and make yeah. him that, but he just didn't have it together like that. But gotcha. he was awesome. But, yeah. um, yeah. Um, how you, um, how was that? That was good. It's always good. <laughs> we could talk for hours, y'all, but we really got to go pick up these kids. Yeah. What are we looking at on time to get these? Oh, we do we got to get, get them right in now. 10 minutes before the school closes. Are they going to start charging us a dollar per minute? That's true. That mm-hmm. After 6 15. Mm-hmm. I'll wait until then. Oh. <laughs> okay. See you later. Peace out. Bye. And if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space.